everybody, welcome back to That Recruiter Show with Rodney and David. Uh, welcome back. Happy to have everyone here and listening again. Uh, you know, good to have you back, David. How's everything going? I know we took some time off for the for the family, starting school up again. We did. It's been it was it's been good. It's been a great summer. You know, I have got uh, I've got two young children. And so getting to spend a little extra time with them and the wife and and everything has been has been quite nice. And so, um, you know, and my my daughter has just started school again and my boy's only one. So it's uh, he, he obviously isn't in school. But mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, but nonetheless, been a been a very, very nice summer. Nice. Never too early to start, David. Be a tiger parent. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Got to get him. Yeah. Start him <laughs> on his sight words any minute. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear you know, and it's funny. It's it's back to that school routine, and I'm I'm one of millions, right? There's millions of us that that do it, but I've got three kids, and so now it's back to school and dance and volleyball and sports and yeah. and all that stuff. So it's it's kind of it's it's fun to get back into it, but now you realize, okay, this is going to go until May. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then of course all of the all of the extras certainly hit the pocketbook. I think we all know too. <laughs> So let's go work a little harder, right? <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. We need to, we need to, we need to crank it up. So it's it's great to be back, and and I have to congratulate you too. So if if you could let everybody know about your newest accolade, I am so proud of you. By the way, um, oh, I, I would I would give you a hug if if we were in the same room. But I I, I very much appreciate that, and I would take the hug. I am a hugger, so that's all good. <laughs> um, well, thank you. Yeah. So I was recognized by um, Top One Hundred Magazine as as. Uh, an innovator and entrepreneur. They have they have different magazines that cover different things, attorneys, et cetera. And I was fortunate enough to be recognized uh, in their top 100 for the uh, for the innovators and entrepreneurs. And so uh, there's just a little there's a little write up a, a bio on me, and I'm featured in in the magazine along with a few others. And so I've, I'm uh, very pleased, very flattered, and and very proud to be a part of it. So thank you, thank you, Rodney, for uh, for, for mentioning that. Congratulations, are you on the cover? I'm not on the cover. Oh, um, I, am, I am in the magazine. Actually, the magazine hasn't even been printed yet, so everything right now is still digital. But um, but I'll be I'll be in the magazine with some other some other pretty uh, pretty good folks. You gotta, you gotta autograph a copy for me and send that over. I will. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm. I like I said, I cannot tell you enough how proud I am uh, of you, you for that accomplishment and just to be working with you. So I, I tell, I've been telling all my friends about it and everything. So. Oh, thank you, man. No, I, I really appreciate that. And it's, it, it really does. I mean, honestly, it really feels good. You know, you work, work hard over your career and you try to do all the right things and, and, you know, do a lot, you know, do right by everybody that mm-hmm. you come across and all that. And then, you know, sometimes things like this happen and it's, um, you know, it feels pretty good to be recognized. It really does. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. Thank you. So awesome. So what are we going to talk about today? So today, I think um, this 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 is kind of a an interesting topic for people. And at first, I'm going to try to put this in perspective for people because it might not sound like much at first, but I think there's a lot under the surface. It's it's really talking about the recruiting challenges, but you know, through the rest of this year and then certainly into 2024, um, I think everybody knows that the economy has been a very interesting place for a while, and you know we've you know, seen a lot with the the interest rate stuff and, and whatnot. But I think there's a lot of, I'm trying to put this in a, in, a, in a delicate way, there's a lot of misunderstanding with, I think, employers and employees as it relates to expectations mm-hmm. in the hiring process and onboarding process. And so I think that it, it bears out in ways 
that people don't expect. And so I think talking about that and just laying out some of the things that we're seeing, honestly, some of it is, you know, and we'll, companies will remain nameless, but stuff that we have seen very directly, mm-hmm. but also anecdotes and things and and uh, even things I've seen on LinkedIn or, or talking to friends or whatever, right, and, and colleagues. That, that's the kind of thing I think will be interesting. And so, and what I mean, just to get a little more specific, is, you know, you're thinking about the post-pandemic labor market now, right? And, and I still think that there is elements of the pandemic, um, you know, not the not COVID itself, although I, I know people are talking about COVID now, but as it relates to to the market, I still think there's things that are coming out of the pandemic that event that are impacting how employers and employees are behaving and the expectations sort of mm-hmm. all in between there. You know, I, you know, I, what was it this last uh, report? I think we're still at a 3.8% unemployment rate, right? That is incredibly low. That that's, pr- I mean, for all intents and purposes, that's that that really is full employment for the most part, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know. And so, you know, with that in mind, it, what's funny to me is that you see there's a lot of people that are out of work, right? So I don't want to minimize that, you know. But I, but I, you know, but it's in pockets. Mm-hmm. I think that's what people have to consider. But I think employers are not being so considerate in that way, and they're thinking that like, well, things have shifted, and we have the power back, therefore. You know, we can behave in a certain way and the candidates will just just have to get along with that. Right. Yeah. And, you know, but meanwhile, employers, I, I read a, a study and I'm sure you can find studies similar to this to this number. But, you know, 77 percent of employers report difficulty in filling roles. That's a 17 year high. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm sure that you that, you know, there's a lot below the surface there in different in different segments of the economy. But but nonetheless, that's. That's a lot. That's massive. And knowing that, I mean, that's not necessarily substantially different than things were when, you know, when the economy was running super hot, you know, and we didn't have all of the, uh, you know, the doubt, I think, that comes with, with with some of the hiring right now. But it's still it's still hard to find people. Right. And it, because of that, you know, I, in, in a lot of ways, I would argue the candidate to a degree still has a lot of uh, the upper hand. Do you think employers are overreaching right now? And I totally do. Not even just the the job market, right? Let's forget about hiring as, you know, in general and in their treatment mm-hmm. of whether it's consumers or employees, are they overreaching? Yeah, for employees, for sure. And I think that one of the, the battles that is still being waged and will be waged for a while, and this topic we have talked about in an entirely in its entirety in a podcast, return to office. Yeah. Right. Um, and you're seeing and you're seeing a lot of that in certain pockets, you know, four days a week, five days a week, three days a week, whatever it is. You know, people like like Amazon, you know, is layering on you've got to move close to a hub. Those mm-hmm. hubs are then just, you know, are decided differently. But nonetheless, you know, and that and you could have been a remote worker to start with, like classified as remote. And now they're telling you, no, you need to come in. Right. So I, I, I hear things like that. And that isn't necessarily not to pick on Amazon necessarily. That's not necessarily unique. Right. There's a lot of employers that are doing similar oh, yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. Even Zoom. Right. Zoom, the, you know, the, the, the savior of, of, you know, of, of all things during the pandemic is making people come back to the office. Right. right. So so I, I think they're absolutely overreaching. And, and in my mind, they're really overplaying their hand. Yeah. You know, because I, I, while the job market, you know, everybody's employed, the job market will shift and there will be, you know, there are also fewer opportunities, I would say. But 
that will change too. And I think these employers that are that are overplaying their hand are going to pay a price. Well, you 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 burn goodwill, right? Big, big time. You you burn goodwill not just on your current employees, um, and and not to say that you're not trying to treat them well or do the right thing or anything, but if if you're treating people in such a way that they don't think that you're going to always look out for their best interests, you're burning goodwill, right? Big time. And yep. and so if if you think that my employer at some point is going to try and force me to do something I don't want to do, you, you, I don't know, it's like a loose tooth. You wiggle it and it's going to get to the point one day where it's going to fall out. Yep. Um, yep. Or I would put it, put it a little more in a way like it's cavity. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just going to, if you don't take care of it, it's going to fester and then it's going to, and it's going to be painful and fall out. Right. It's or you have to get old. Yeah. And that's, that's how, that's how I look at relationships. If you strain relationships, they get uglier. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, I, I think you, you are nailing it um, in, in that way. I really do. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I kind of wonder like who, who out there is, is, is really trying to, in a genuine way, look at their employees in such a way as we have to have a relationship with them. And I don't see that, mm-hmm. you know, you know what I mean? Now that I, I think about it and I'm not trying to down anybody in particular, right. I'm not saying any, I'm not saying any names, but if I look out there, um, most employers are, it's a very top down view of things. Now that, you know, I'm, I'm kind of processing this as I'm saying it and it mm-hmm. feels like it's a very top down relationship right now. Right. Well, if you look at the CEOs and, and, you know, the, the leadership teams, the C-suite that are making these decisions, they're in an echo chamber much of the time. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I will go back to Amazon and I hate, I, you know, not to pick on Amazon, but I've just happened to read, read a lot about it and yeah, Amazon's in the press. Sorry. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. They got fixed. Um, one of the skin. things, you know, that one of the criticisms that I read about, about um, the Amazon CEO is just that he's in an echo chamber. Right. And he mm-hmm. even said in, in one of the articles that I have talked to, and I can't remember the number is 70 or 80 CEOs. And they all agree that return to office is best. Wow. You know, and then when the employee, and then when the employees go Did like, well, what's really the data? That? That? And by the way, data is a big deal um, at Amazon and a lot of companies. It should be, you know, it's like, well, it's more of a hunch. You're just like, right. what? Did he really? Say you know, that? and and so it so it is very top down. And I I actually think, and I'll go so far as to say, and people can certainly disagree with this, is that companies that have, and I'm going to use these words very very directly, acted like they care about their employees. Mm-hmm. It's 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 kind of like being laid bare that they really don't that much yeah. that you that, that their employees are a widget and and they will treat you as such and that's just it and if you don't like mm-hmm. it you can go find something else to do yeah you know and We're which I don't see let's get spicy yeah and I don't think that's a very good way to do things mm-hmm. um, because to your point it burns goodwill. The, the employee base that remains isn't, I mean, I don't know, you know, how you measure this, but is their efficiency, their engagement going to be down? Yeah. I would argue probably is no yeah. matter what they say. And so you're going to, the level of productivity you're trying to get through some of these hard handed mandates, I don't know that you're going to get it. Right. Right. And, and I believe me, if you, if you have to go into an office and the only reason you're there is to, cause you might collaborate might have that spur of the moment kind of super idea, mm-hmm. but that doesn't really happen. Well, are you going to, are you going to, is that, is that going to be good for you? And again, I'm not trying to turn this into a 
return to office mandate podcast, but I but I think that that it is it's it's very much a real thing right now that is just a shining issue within how employers are treating employees and how they're looking to hire right and 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 i think it is probably one of the more glaring things out there that employees are looking at when they're looking to make a move mm-hmm. and and we've seen that right you know um people we've talked to about different jobs you know one of the one of the things that always comes up is, is like, well, is it remote or is it hybrid or what is it? Mm-hmm. You know, and there are people like, well, I'm not going to move. I'm employed. Right. I'm not going to move. The job sounds interesting, but, and I would, norm- I would pursue it if it wasn't remote, but I'm not going to now. So, so what you've done is you've, you know, you've, you've limited your talent attraction, right. Ability. Um, and I think one of the other things too, and you and I were talking about this offline, but I think that it, it's, it's a great question that you brought up is about brand. Yeah. You know, it's this, is it, you know, our employees or employers with what are perceived as strong brands overplaying because of their strong brand. And is that really working? Yeah. You know, I almost wonder. Um, so I'm a 90s kid, 80s kid, 90s kid. Uh, I, was, yeah. I was in college in the 90s, probably 80s kid. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but brand, you know, has always meant a lot, right? So mm-hmm. you, you buy the brands that you like, you know, you know what big brands. And then uh, that extended in for a lot of part of my career to the workplace, right? You want to work for IBM, mm-hmm. you want to work for Facebook, you want to work for Amazon, you want to work for Google. Yep. Um, I, I, I think COVID destroyed that in the mm-hmm. sense that, you know, we come back to what we're talking about and I don't think the world has woken up to it. I think, you know, we've all got this sense now that, that the veil has lifted on a lot of these, these brands. Um, because if you look at, uh, from a benefits perspective, you know, now we're looking at work from home initiatives are going away. It's homogenized. And what you have mm-hmm. left is, do I work for a big billion dollar company or do I work for a mom and pop? But from a branding perspective, what does that really buy you now? Right? Right. How, is, right. how have you distinguished yourself as a brand anymore other than you mm-hmm. are that brand? Right. I, I think the only thing that the some of these brands have an upper hand in is the type of work mm-hmm. and and complexity of work that they can potentially offer, particularly when you're starting to talk about um, you know knowledge workers, right? right? So if you look at the, for example, you know big four accounting firms can offer a different kind of client base than some of the mid tier firms. I'm not necessarily even saying it's necessarily better or worse. It's it's different. But if you are interested in working on big SEC clients, you know your best bet is the big four. You know, or if you know you talk about in the you know kind of in the tech space, whether it's you know it's a Meta or an Amazon or whatever, they t- they will be working on more cutting edge things. Well, I shouldn't say that. They have more resources, yeah. arguably, to throw toward more cutting edge things, right? So. I think tech is even should even be more careful because there's a lot of little organizations that pop up with some super smart people. Right. You know, I mean, look at look at, you know, open AI. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and now Google's trying to catch up with that. Right. And and, and all that. And, you know, all, right. the, all the players are trying to catch up with that. And so, um, you know, so I would argue, though, if I'm an engineer and I had an opportunity to go work at open AI on something that's a bit more cutting edge and cooler, I might opt for that over Google potentially. Right. You know, because I do think people make decisions less based on brand and more based on what, what are they going to get to do? 
and what's their impact going to be? And I think that particularly in the world of tech or the world of startups and whatever, you have a lot of that. And so I think that's that's to some extent what what people are are wanting to do. But but then again, in the past, if you did that, you 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 perceive that you might be trading, you know, the stability to go do that. Right. I don't know that that's the case anymore. I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. Particularly like when you see like a Google get rid of like, you know, kind of their incubator stuff or a meta or whatever, mm-hmm. right? You go like, well, wait a second. So the first thing to go is the cutting edge stuff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, unless in this world that we're talking about, it's AI, like that stays, but like everything else, like, you know, that's the for kind of the first thing to go. And I'm like, wow. So now if the security is gone and the brand is, you know, le- I'm going to say less important, you know, it's going to be really all about the work and all about how does the company treat its people. Mm-hmm. And if you look now at, unfortunately, some of the, you know, the bigger tech companies, especially, but even some of the financial services firms and everything, you know, they've burned a lot of goodwill mm-hmm. with the layoffs and the treatment of people. You know, certainly the return to office stuff, I think, is falling badly for most, um, yeah. you know, and and surveys and all the data out there would indicate that it is. Um, and they don't care. Right yeah. now, they don't care. I think the best way I can put it is the sheen has fallen off of them. Like, so... Five yeah. ten years ago, those were that was where you wanted to be. You wanted to be in a fang. Yes, you, yes. If you got there, that was the Shang career Shangri La, right? I'm I got mm-hmm. this on my resume. I'm I'm doing well here. I can go transition to whatever it might be, right? But but that was almost a pinnacle of someone's career. And I think yeah. what we have seen post COVID is is really the sheen fall off of that in the sense that yeah, a they're they're not really working on any. They've jettisoned all of that really fun high tech work and and they're 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 pulling away from it right they're defunding yeah. those programs um and you have these smaller companies that they're just going and buying and and then we kind of see like oh these massive layoffs like they're no more safe than IBM was in the you know in the 90s or anyone else right they'd lay off everybody right. like GE and IBM and yeah I was going to say GE pre Jack Welch right Right. So, so <laughs> yeah. what's, what's so great about working there now? I mean, you still have to your point, like the level of scale, the type of work. Um, and, and frankly, they can, they can pay people in a way that, that other large companies can, mm-hmm. but as a brand, you know, those are, those are different things, right? Those, right. those are, those are career things that they control, but that's not the brand anymore. That's, yeah, that's not Google. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm that's not like me putting on a polo shirt and saying, look, I got a polo. Right. That's saying, this is what I do and I'm doing the best work that I can. And that's, I think a very separate thing from Google's brand or Amazon's brand or Meta's brand or anybody else's brand. Yep. Yep. I might be crazy. You know, people listening to this might be going, what is he talking about? In my mind, that makes sense. But (laughs) Well, no, you're right. And I even think of, you know, one of the things like, and and again, it's just anecdotes, but I, but I, I, I think there's truth to them is even in some of the, the searches that you and I are working, people haven't come to us and said, I want you to go get people out of XYZ big brand. No, you know, they have come to us and said, we want people that have done X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm wherever that comes from, you know? And so it seems to me it's a whole lot less important if they came from like, if it's in the security space or something that they've come from, you know, a Northrop Grumman or, you know, a Harris or whatever. Right. And it's, 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 it's more along the lines of like, have they done these things? 
Right. And if we find them in a Northrop, cool. If we find them at, you know, XYZ small company, also cool. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't, you know, you know what I mean? It doesn't, it doesn't make as much of a difference. Now I do, I do think though, in all reality that the big brands do have some influence still, but, but, but I think it may even be a little bit industry to industry because I know that, you know, like if you look at the big four, those folks do tend to, you know, get some plum jobs coming out of the big four that might not be available to, to, to some others. Um, I would probably argue the same thing for people coming out of the big I banks, right. You know, um, which is also one of the allures to going into those places, you know, um, because it, it can kind of help you down the road, but at the same time, you know, I don't know that I would bet my career on it anymore. Right. Right. You know, and I, I don't really, think I really any don't. of what you're saying goes away because right. the type of work that they do is not going to go away and it's going to stay with those companies. So if you want someone that does t- that type of work, similar to what our clients are asking, mm-hmm. if that's what you want, that is still where you have to go to find someone. Again, yep. I'm going to, I'm going to draw a very bright line between what you do and your brand are separate. Mm-hmm. Just because you do high tech work doesn't mean that your brand is all that in a bag of chips, right? True. So you yep. can do some very meaningful work, think that you have a great brand, but the perception of that brand is, eh. you know what I mean? Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Am I? It totally makes sense. Yeah. I, I, you know, and I think to sum it up, really, it's just, you know, I don't know that the big brand matters as much. No. No, you know, maybe it still matters on the consumer side a little bit, right? Because I mean, obviously, if you you know want the best phone, you know, and I'm sorry, all phone manufacturers <laughs> outside of Apple, but um, if you want the best smartphone, Apple still has that market, right? And so mm-hmm. Apple's brand still has that has that market, and so um, you know. But I also think it goes back to arguably, and in my mind, this is true, and some some you know. Uh, you know, uh, other users may disagree with me, but I actually think that they are the best phones, like technologically and user friendly and all those things. Um, you know, and I guess, you know, if you're an Android user, you might be like, no, but I, I you know, that that's kind of what I think. So I think that the, not only do you have the Apple brand, but also they come through with things that people want, right. you know, and so as long as that's the case, then that that does elevate your brand. I don't know that all brands are doing that, though. Yeah. You know, I'm actually curious, like Meta, I'll take Meta as an example. I'm curious to see where this kind of all goes. You know, because there's still a lot of in this metaverse and and all these kinds of things. And are they? Still I don't know. That? Like, I haven't heard anything about I, that. For a I, I want to think some elements of that. And if I'm wrong, you know, please, you know, leave a comment, tell me I'm wrong. But I, I thought there was some of that. Mm-hmm. And you know, and you've got Meta. My, you know, meanwhile, like so, it's kind of like. And again, I don't want to knock Facebook or Instagram or any of those things necessarily. Although, you know, we could certainly have a whole discussion on social media. Mm-hmm. But. Um, but I think that, you know, is like how sustainable is a company like Meta over time and what they do? Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I, I think Meta is a very interesting case study to see where this this all goes. Um, certainly they're pioneers in the social media space, no doubt about it. And Zuckerberg, you know, smarter than I am. But at the same time, I don't know about that. Where you're an award winning uh, uh, innovator. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> but I um but I do, but I do, you know, but, but I do wonder like with that, like I see more clear path and, and granted this people smarter than me, right? I do see a very clear path on like how Apple could be successful over time, right? If they mm-hmm. continue to innovate. I don't know what a what a social media company like Meta is gonna necessarily do. Um Google's another interesting one, although I think that, you know, again, you know, the search engine space and if they're, you know, smart with AI and all that, I know they will be. That I see I see a kind of a clear future there too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, it's very interesting. And, and I just, again, 
I don't know that the 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 allure of Meta is really going to be there anymore. But As you know, to, back to your point on back to your point on the comp, right? They they will still be one of the higher paying, right? You know, organizations out there for their people. They will. And I and but can you make an employment brand know. out of that? I don't know. I don't think so. So it makes me wonder, like when again, when the tide turns and Meta wants to hire a bunch of people, mm-hmm. they're going to have a small. I would argue they're going to have a smaller talent pool to choose from, because you will still have people that'll be like, "Screw it, I'm going for the money." Right? Oh, always, you know, always. you will, you will always have that. But you know, but not everybody, you know, you know, because I think before it was like I get to go good cool stuff and I get paid a lot, right? You know, so I've kind of hit the panacea, but like now I don't know that that's the case. And and the idea of can you trust? If they're if you're gonna go do something off the wall and innovative, that it's gonna get followed through on. Can you mm-hmm. can you at this point? I would I wouldn't. Right. I think if I and, and I just I just go back to the to the evidence of it all. Mm-hmm. Right. The answer absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And and so I you know I almost think like we've been having this discussion for months now and. It's it's just part of this evolution that we're seeing in the in the job market. And I think mm-hmm. the first thing we saw, this is just a really weird thing that here are these macroeconomic conditions not marrying up to what we're seeing. And and now we're kind of at this point where we're seeing these brands doing weird things like you're like that are not in their own self-interest. Right. From an employee right. employee standpoint, you're just kind of like that's that seems like an unwise thing to do if you care about what what your employees think about you. Mm-hmm. And where it goes from here, I have no idea, but it's just, um, I think it's part of whatever this cultural transformation that we're seeing post COVID is just mm-hmm. unraveling. And mm-hmm. I, I think at the end of the day, you know, my, I suspect, and I would love your opinion on this. I think people are, are going to kind of jettison the idea of, of being caring what brand they work for. Mm-hmm. I think you are 100% correct, and I would even add that people are are going to, you know, jettison the idea because, like, I don't necessarily need to go work for that brand. They're going to jettison the idea that I've got a kowtow to an employer. Yeah. You know, because yeah. now I, you know, and if you are a, 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 a whatever, whatever your professional life is, if you have, if there's some element of demand for what you do. I don't, people aren't going to be loyal to, to any place mm-hmm. in my mind. If they're smart, because the places aren't loyal to you. We've seen that that has played out. That is, that is as evidence as it can be. And I, I just think that people are going to look more for what is in their own self-interest versus what is the employer's self-interest. And I think before there was a closer tie to that, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's, it's kind of, but it's going to be more of like, if, if I can do some cool work for you for a period of time, and as long as that's going well, I will stay with you. And if you're treating me well, I will stay with you. The minute something in there turns, I'll go do something different. And we saw that uh, happening, you know, with all the quiet quitting and everything like that. That's yeah, clear as day, right? And I think 100%. to to what we're saying is, you know, that slowed down a little bit. And I think employers have misjudged their hand. Big time. Well, the only reason it slowed down, I think, is because, you know, and I don't remember if I mentioned this earlier, and you, you and I were talking about this, is, and don't quote me on the month here, but I want to say toward the beginning of the year, there were about 11 and a half million open jobs, I think. Mm-hmm. Now there's, what, 9 million, something like that. So you have seen the, the sheer volume of jobs kind of overall decline. So there aren't as many opportunities for people today. 
And so, so I think because of that, and I do think that employers are a little more hesitant to hire like they were um, for a variety of reasons, you know, all around the economy, interest rates, all those things. But um, so people don't have as many opportunities to consider. They have some if they want to go find them mm-hmm. and do a little legwork, but just not as many. But I think the minute, the minute that turns, mm-hmm. you're going to see a big shuffle in the market because, you know, and people will go try to find employers, I think, that were kinder and gentler throughout all of this. And I, you know, I, I, I will tell you, like, I've heard this pitch from companies that like, you know, we've never had a layoff. We've mm-hmm. never had a layoff. Yeah. You know, we're this and we've never had a layoff. I'm like, oh, okay. That, that right now, that's a pretty, pretty darn good thing that you can say. Right. You right. know, um, it doesn't mean that in the future you wouldn't. Right. But at the same time, I think that that's a selling point, right? There's that element mm-hmm. of stability that people I think are sorely missing right now. And, you know, to your point, you got the quiet quitters. I still think that's happening. I just think they're even quieter. Yeah. Well, you know, they'll do whatever they can to get by. Exactly. You know, but fly under the radar. And then the minute they can get the heck out, they will. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, you know, how does a company take advantage of this? Right. So if, if you're listening to us and you say, that's not me, that's not who I want to be. How do you, how do you take advantage of, of the fact that your competitors are doing this and, and say, I do care. And I, I do want to have a relationship as an employer with my employees. And I want it that, want that to be a positive relationship. I don't want, you know what I mean? So how does that yeah. happen? What's that look like? It's great. I, I think, you know, part of it, is, you know, you see is I think it's, you know, it's J.M. Smucker is trying to do something else different around return to work. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily agree with what they're doing. They're kind of doing this thing where it's you've got and I don't remember what exactly. So don't quote me on this, but it's something like you've got to be in, you know, one week a month mm-hmm. or something like that, you know, and you can do it all in the same time. And so you can live wherever you want. Just be in the office, you know, one week a month, but it's on you. Right. They're not going to pay for it. That's on you. And, um, you know, but it, so they're trying to do something a little bit different. Again, I, I think that's that's nice that they're trying to do something different. I don't know that I agree that that's a really great solution. Mm-hmm. But I do think that, that that they're showing some element of like we're listening to you. Um, I think that's the big thing. I just think that employers need to listen to, to their employees about what they want in a meaningful way. You know, in a meaningful way. Right. You know, and and because that is one thing that does not happen with a lot of things that are happening right now, particularly around return to work. And I've read this in a, in a number of different articles where the employees are like, nobody asked me what I want. Right. You know, the decisions are getting made to your point. They're getting made very top down and it's not, nobody asked the employees what they want because they don't care. That's what that tells me. They don't care and they don't want to know <laughs> the information. It's almost a, in some ways, and this is very cynical. It's like a plausible deniability. <laughs> you know, well, I didn't know. I, mean, yeah. I thought this was going to be okay. I didn't know. Well, this has got to be coming um, out in like, you know, engagement surveys and stuff like that. Like I'm not on the inside of, of corporate engagement survey land anymore. Right. But that's got to be coming out. But I think, you know, in my experience in, with, with engagement surveys is there's a lot of heat that gets generated. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> It just kind of disappears. Oh, I know where you're going with this. Right? It's like, yeah. ooh, let's put a team together to look at that. And then six months later, you're like, what, when's the last time you guys met? Uh, yeah. Five months yeah. ago? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, oh, my God. I've seen that. I, the company shall remain nameless. I've seen that. Let's just say more than once. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, I just, again, it, it, I, I, a company has, if if you've got the right leadership in place, I think that you can, 
you can foster that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will go back to this goes back to our sh- stakeholder shareholder kind of idea too, is if you're a public company, then what, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, push comes to shove. Who do you care about? I think we've seen that pretty readily here. Yes. yes. You know, to say the least who they care about. Like if, if that's not apparent to you now by some of these bigger companies, you haven't been paying attention. <laughs> right. You know, um, and I'm just going to just spoiler alert. It ain't the employees. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that that's I think is clear as day and has been laid bare like like a lot of us have probably not seen in quite such a dramatic fashion in our lifetime. Yep. You know, it's it's funny. I, I it'll uh, I'm interested to at some point the inflation comes down. People aren't going to be able to to make the the margins that they've been by just raising prices and making money, right? Mm-hmm. So it's you know companies have have really had an opportunity to print their own money because yeah, oh inflation. You can borrow up wazoo and do whatever project you want right. because it's free to do so. But even you know? even just just the naked money grab, right? So oh yeah, you know what inflation? I'm going to raise prices by ten percent. Sorry. Well, what's causing that inflation? <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. So at some point that the opportunity to do that is going to end and you're going to get margin mm-hmm. pressured again. Yeah. And it's it's going to become an issue where you're not going to be able to deliver bags of money to your shareholders anymore just by raising prices and and you know blaming it on macroeconomics. And you're going to have right. to lead. You're going to have to, you know, Use the resources and people that at your company to innovate mm-hmm. and and beat your competition. That's going to happen in the next couple of years. Like this is going to end. One hundred percent. I agree with you. One hundred percent. This it has to happen. Um, but look how everyone's positioning themselves. They're positioning themselves to be in the worst possible position. Like I've treated my employees in such a way that's that's very heavy handed, and. Mm-hmm. I've treated my consumers and my customers in a heavy-handed way. I've 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 kind of greased them for everything I can. To me, like you've just put yourself in the worst possible position with your internal stakeholders, your external shareholders. Be, but you've made a lot of money doing it. Right. You come out of that though. What what happens? And I'm not expecting you well, to know the answer to that, but I, I do have thoughts on it, though, I, and I'll tell you, it's interesting, and this is one of the things that, that that happens whenever there's inflationary pressures in the economy and things, right? You see, look at gas prices, right? Mm-hmm. And granted, gas prices vary state to state for a variety of reasons, and where I live here in California, you know, it's about $400 zillion a gallon at the moment. <laughs> um, honestly, no, honestly, it was like five. It was five fifty nine. Um, oh, my when gosh. I our, yesterday, yeah. Yeah. So um, thank you, California. But anyway, um, wow. it's one of those things where, you know, everything goes up. It'll come down a little, but it'll never come back down to where it was. Yeah. You know, and then they'll be like, we're lowering prices. Like, well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess. But, you know, it never it never comes back to where it was. And and what you just have to hope, right, is that the wages catch up to some extent. Mm-hmm. to wherever that is so that it you get back to the stasis of you know my wages cover my my expenses now because they've come up in such a way and prices might have you know kind of come down in such a way a little bit 
And now we're meeting back at the same point, but I'm really no better off than I was two years ago or three years ago, right? right? Even though I might be making more, everything's costing more. And so I just, I'm just not winning. Right. You know? Um, So then what, and I, here's, here's what I'll tell job seekers. This is, this is, people hate when people say this, but it's hundred percent true. It's like, well, maybe you need to move jobs Yeah. because you always get your biggest raises when you move your jobs. Mm -hmm. And for people that stay at companies for long periods of time, and people have a variety of reasons for doing that. So I'm not knocking it. But the reality is, is they're behind their peer group who has made moves right every time, you know, and, and that's just kind of that's just kind of the reality. And so that's how people can can actually get ahead. If you're if you have the ability to do that, if you move every few years, you'll get raises different than if you were to stay at a company for that same period of time. Yep. You know, one of the most com- common problems we see is salary compression. I can't pay them this because I'm, I'm, I'm paying everyone else so little. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, they'll make more than everybody, and they have less experience. Like, well, <laughs> yeah, that's your point, right? That's and I think, yeah. They, hey, look, I I don't work for anybody anymore. <laughs> yeah, but usually they'll 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 go they'll have to go with the market because at the end of the day, it becomes, do you want the person or do you not? And it's not mm-hmm. like the that person in this example is asking for anything different than probably five other candidates wouldn't be asking for. Right, 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 because the market bears what the market bears. And, and, you know, I always, you know, I, I have said this to comp people, you know, over my career, I said, well, I I literally said this more than one time. I said, your, your bad decisions over a long period of time with the people you have shouldn't hamper our ability to go hire people now. Right. You know, and that gets taken in a variety of ways, but, (laughs) you know, but, but I, but my, but my point being is that like, look, it's like, do you want the person or do you not? Like this is what this is what it is, right? You know, and and so you know you can lowball, but then you don't get them. So yeah. it's kind of like, what are you willing to give up? You know, like we can go get a less experienced person who's cheaper. Is that good? No. You know, it's like kind of right. like that, that that whole thing. But but that's just that is how companies operate. And then what you'll see periodically are market adjustments and stuff like that, right? But like it's 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 just you know keep costs low and yeah, payroll is usually one of your bigger costs. Yeah, I mean, that's and that's the problem is that you can't wait. Typically, by the time you wait for the data to catch up, right, it's just completely too late and you've blown five offers, you know, waiting to, yeah. to build the, the data to to say, OK, yeah, the, the market is different. Right. You have to to some extent, you have to rely on anecdote mm-hmm. because so, the anecdotes will tell you more than, you know, a lot of the, the Mercer surveys and things will because they're always slightly dated. Yeah. So you know, one, of the most, one of the most talented compensation people I ever met was, um, you know, I worked with him for years and he just, at one point we were having that issue and he came in, spoke with the, the TA team and the, uh, the engineering team and said, look, these, these are guidelines. These are, this is not the Bible. So don't mm-hmm. look at these numbers and think that they are the Bible. You have to make a business decision between you, TA and the engineering team that says, this is what I need to pay this person. And this is what I'm willing to pay this person. Mm-hmm. That is a business decision you make. I am not the arbiter of what you pay people. You know that. Mm-hmm. And I can't go and, and arbitrarily just go and pull numbers out of my hat to make that work. So if you see things changing right. and you think you have to adjust, adjust. And at the end of the year, come back to us and say, look, we've had to make market adjustments. I need you to catch my other people up. Mm-hmm. 
isn't mm-hmm. that eminently it's it's brilliant <laughs> and it, well, i wish a whole lot you know but i think you know i think i think calm people feel their hands are tied like that's this person i that's first of all that's awesome you know but i think comp people their their hands are tied too it's kind of like well i can't make that adjustment to your people so if you pay somebody you know x plus 10 percent over mm-hmm. your other people i probably can't catch your other people up right you know i can't get the, the money to do so and and that i think is is the reality but then again that's where you start to you know People get wind of it and people change jobs for a lot of reasons, but that's where, you know, mm-hmm. making a couple of strategic moves in your career can really, really enhance your, 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 your compensation. But, but anyway, I think we've gone off on a really down into a rabbit hole on that, but, um, <laughs> you know, but, but I think though, but to bring it all back to this idea though, of the, the, the challenges in hiring, you know, I think we have hit on some topics that are, that are pretty salient, right. And, and kind of this bad behavior of companies, what does that all mean? Um, on a go forward, I I think like if you're to look throughout 2020, the rest of 2023 and into 2024, I don't know how much of it's going to change. I think that it's really contingent on what happens at the Fed with the interest rates. Mm-hmm. Um, because the other thing, right, when you start to look more macro is how comfortable do companies feel in doing some additional hiring? Mm-hmm. You know, they'll still hire some backfills now and, and those kinds of things, but it's that additional hiring because are you going to be able to now do addition, an additional project that re- might require additional hiring or invest in, in something you've wanted to invest in? Like, what does it all mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I think that as we roll into 2024, we will see a little bit more of that, you know, because I also yeah. think we're in a – we can't stay in this – state of, I'm going to, for lack of a better way to put it, sort of state of fear and uncertainty forever. You know, a company is going to, going to, they're going to get to the point where they've got to make some moves right. to, to continue to grow and and do whatever they need to do to, you know, for their business. And I think we're going to see more of that in 2024. Um, I, I, you know, I, I was more optimistic if you'd asked me probably six months ago, that I, I think it's probably 2025 is where things are going to boom. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I definitely think that what we're going to see the rest of this year and probably the beginning of 2024 is going to is going to start to the pressure will sort of, you know, come out and we'll start to see more good stuff, I would say, on the hiring front, probably, you know, into at least at some point in 2024, hopefully maybe second quarter, third quarter. Yeah, I think I think as soon as we see a, a lack of rate increases, right, it's it, at that point. Yeah, it once, once people feel good about that, I think that's going to be the linchpin. Yeah, yeah. So I agree. I agree. And so there's no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, then the the only other thing I could say is like to employers out there or TA orgs or HR leaders or whatever, who might hear this is that the other thing you need to think about those, what do you do in the interim to make your hiring process better? Mm -hmm. Right. So, so we've talked about some of the the more macro issues and some of the more, even the talent management side of things. But I think you've got to think more if you do have a need to attract talent and there are still a lot of organizations that do, some, you know, in mass is got to look at your process hard. And is the process that you have in place through the lens of the, of you, the employer, or is it through the lens of the, of the candidate? Yeah. Because the harder you make an application process, um, the, the, the fewer people will do it. And mm-hmm. you've already set yourself up on a bad foot when you go like that, that application process was awful. I mean, if they call me, I'll probably talk to him, but man, that was bad. Is that indicative mm-hmm. of something? Probably is indicative of something, yeah. I would argue. And so it's it's everything from 
you know, like parsing software, which is awful, um, generally <laughs> speaking, you know, but I've, but I've seen things where, you know, it's literally upload your resume, put in a few data points about yourself, make sure your address and contact info is right. Submit. Right. And then you've got the other ones that just make you go through the rigmarole, fix all the parsing mistakes. I've even seen things where, you know, and heard of about things. I've actually seen this and people complaining about this on LinkedIn, which is, you know, where they ask you like, tell me a little bit more about yourself. That it isn't on the resume, oh my, like a free yeah. text box. And you're just like, no, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. Cause first of all, probably nobody's reading it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but secondly, why, why are you making me do that? Why are you making this process as difficult as humanly possible just to submit my information? Oh, and by the way, I'm not going to even get communication back on it. Right. Probably. Right. You know, um, if so you it's make know the application. Yeah. Like, how about we have a discussion if you like my background mm-hmm. and then we can go through that, you know, but so it's thinking, thinking about, you know, it's, these are all very tactical things, but it's make your application process easier for people. Right. Um, you know, think about standardizing your process if it's not already standardized, because believe me, you and I have lived in a place where there was a mm-hmm. lack of standardization and that's just a cluster. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, and that doesn't help your process when everybody's, when the process is different here versus that office and it's misaligned and in, in what you think you want versus, you know, what, what the reality is, um, all of those things, you know, rear their heads in a process. Oh, and by the way, it doesn't get you to a hire and it makes for a bad candidate experience yeah. usually. Right. Yeah. So nobody wins. Um, you know, so you've got to think about how do you just do some of those things just to make it better for, for the candidates and you will, inevitably do a better job in your, in your hiring, Mm -hmm. you know, you'll do it faster. You'll do it more efficiently. Hopefully you're able to get even more of a pool of people to, to look at you, all of those things. Um, but if you're, if you're putting barriers and, you know, things up every step of the way, all you're doing is screening out people that might be great. Yeah. That might be a good topic for our next, next show is really kind of looking at the value that you get out of process and tools. Yeah. Yeah, that would be that would be good. That would be very good. We can probably talk and then, we can probably do a three-parter on that. That's probably not a bad idea, actually. <laughs> um, you know, and the thing that's funny to me is that it's not rocket science. No, no. You know, all you have to do, and I always tell people this, you know, when like you know, you'll get pushed back from a client or whatever, and I'll be like, Well, would you want would you want somebody to treat your mom that way? Would you want somebody to treat your sister that way, your brother that mm-hmm. way? You know? And, and if the answer is yes, then okay. But, you know, usually it's, 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 it's no, it's like, no, I would want somebody to get, get back to my mom Mm -hmm. and let her know she didn't get the job in a timely fashion. You know, like I I would want that or, or, you know, you got the offer and that turns around pretty fast after the last interview, like all of those things matter Mm -hmm. and candidates are evaluating on the, on all those things. And the other thing I will say is that you, you know, if you've got people out there that don't have jobs right now. They're probably, particularly, you know, the longer it goes for them, the, the more apt they are to take something. But if you make a bad experience and it's and once they get there, it's not so hot for whatever reason, all you, all that person is doing is writing you out to get a paycheck. Yeah, you know, and and that doesn't nobody wins there either. Yep. You know, um, so I, I just I just see all of the fallacies with with those things, and I you know, in any employers to their own peril if they if they don't address them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, I think it can come if someone listens to what we usually talk about compared to today, I think it can come across jaded. And I don't think we we mean that, but I know I it's a, just a very realistic view. And and I think if you talk to most recruiters, <laughs> they're kind of 
yeah I'll give you that and yeah. um yep. but i think for the most part right as as recruiters we're you know we're generally trying to make the best of things always and we're fortunately in a position where we don't necessarily have to uh, make anybody happy in our opinions in what we're doing and and so right. this is these are real problems in the industry and, and issues that yeah. are out there that that need to be addressed so you know I, I i'm looking forward to being able to talk about process and value and things like that that's and, and we will that's and we will and, and one of the things though i will do this shameless plug um <laughs> you know for anybody out there who is struggling with any of those things or even you know any of the talent management things that we have talked about we can help you you know mm-hmm. we Rodney and i've done this a long time and i've seen a lot of what works a lot of what doesn't work and we you know try to stay on top of of the latest and greatest and and uh you know keep our finger on the pulse of what people are feeling we can fix you know it. and, and through, we talk to a lot of candidates we talk to a lot of a lot of companies and so we we have a pretty good idea i think but if anybody you know wants that we we provide that service mm-hmm. and so you know it can be little it can be big but we we can certainly help you as it relates to those things process and tools and all that 100% with joy i love doing that yeah yeah me too <laughs> so all right so i think we i think we've covered off i think we've beaten that horse um yeah yeah so i'm going to get um, out it's, it's my high school homecoming i'm going to go i haven't been to a to a high school football game in like 30 years i'm going to Go check that out tonight. It'll be great. I try. I still try to go to high school football games. I haven't in a couple of years, but I will still visit my alma mater periodically. Mm-hmm. And every time I run into people I know every time. Nice. Um, yeah. And it's, it's actually, that's actually kind of a fun thing. So, um, but high school football is, is wonderful in that, you know, these kids are out there playing for the joy of playing mm-hmm. period, you know, cause most of them aren't going to go on from, from this, but they're, they're out there playing for the joy of playing. And, and it's kind of that Friday night lights feel. Yeah, you know, I haven't been um, there and, so long. And I personally, I love that stuff. So I, um, I, I think you will have a, a really, really great time. So enjoy that, my friend. Yeah, I'm dragging my son. I'm like, hey, it's homecoming. You gonna come with me? He's like, no. I'm like, dude, it's your school. You're coming with me. <laughs> yeah, you're coming. You're coming. Enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whether you want to or not, you must enjoy. <laughs> this is return, return to football field. Come on. Mandatory. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, all right, my friend. Will you have a great time uh, doing that? And um, think that's it yeah yeah everybody you know thanks again for listening uh looking forward to, to re-engaging after our, our little break and um thanks a lot for listening to that recruiter show <laughs>